Good morning. Today is Sunday, June 9th, 2019. Today is Pentecost Sunday. This is a very special Sunday to me. Some call it the birth of the church. It is for me the day that um, I officially became an Episcopalian. Um, The day that I was confirmed so to speak, and, um, and also I think it was my last Sunday at that church and in that place before I moved on to the next duty station. So all of, all of that means it was a very memorable, it was a beginning, it was an ending, it was a cycle of life kind of thing, and my personal belief about Pentecost is, has to do with communication, and so, I have some, it's very meaningful to me. You know how important um, communication is to me, both literally and figuratively. So I need to apologize. I haven't been here for a few days with you all. Um, There's been a lot going on in my life personally, and honestly, I've started three of these podcasts and not finished them. And I might cry my way through this one. So just bear with me. Um, I don't talk about it a lot, probably because it's it's kind of ingrained into me <laughs> uh, for security reasons to not to. Um, but I feel it rather important to mention at this time that I am a military member and someone whom I served with for about five years took um, their own life on Wednesday night and this was a person that I was professionally close to and who I thought would have reached out um, to me or to others in our unit. Um, I've been gone from that unit for about five years, five years, four years, about four years. Um, but I did keep in touch and looking back through the messages I should have known. And I know they say not to blame yourself, but (laughs) so I head out tomorrow morning for the funeral and there's, there's just a lot, um, There's just a lot to process there. And then, of course, um, you guys have heard me say before that I think crisis brings out the, uh, brings out the truth in people, you know, exactly where they're at and where that, what they're capable of. And so one of the first things I did when I heard this news was to reach out to, um, someone I am personally close to, um, and did not get the response that I was looking for in the time. I find that people, it takes a great amount of bravery to come alongside someone in their time of need. It is a place where I am gifted. Not perfect, but I'm gifted there. 
And so it is hard for me to understand other people's difficulty. Um, I guess it's kind of that burden of knowledge. I, I know how this works. I know how to do it. So I can't understand not knowing how to do it. Um, so while not blaming either of my friends, definitely processing some frustration along with the anger portion of the cycle of grief. My workplace has been supportive in this stuff, so that is an upside. There's no question about giving me the leave and getting me on a plane, so. <laughs> At any rate, having done all of that personal explaining, let's uh, talk about the readings today. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the daily office readings as opposed to the Eucharist liturgical readings for this day, because um, that's what we do here. We do the daily office. Um, hopefully you're part of a church community in which they will um, move by the liturgical calendar and you will do um, those readings in your place of worship. I've been really kind of stuck lately on how important community is to Christians. I just finished reading To Love as God Loves by Roberta Bondi for the second time. Um, and you guys have heard me talk about that book before. And communal interpretation, I think, is essential to Christian discernment um, and healthy in healthy communities. It it can go the other way to groupthink, um, but I think when we're just isolated in our reading, in our praying, um, without, I mean, praying alone is, is awesome, but there has to be a balance and there has to be also a place where we come into community and at its best and healthiest, that's what our churches do. If you want to know what the readings are today in the Episcopal Church for the Eucharist, for Pentecost, Whit Sunday, they are Psalm 104, 25 through 35 and 37, and then Acts 2, 1 through 21, or Genesis 11, 1 through 9, Romans 8, 14 through 17, or Acts 2, 1 through 21. So you can read the, the passage from Acts either in place of the Old Testament reading or as the New Testament reading, either one. And then the Gospel of John 14, 8 through, 8, 8 through 17, optional 25 through 27. But that is not what we are going to do today. What we are going to do today is um, the daily office readings, because this is the daily office. Psalms 146 and 147, Ecclesiasticus 43, 1 through 33. Ephesians 4, 1 through 16, and the Gospel of John 1, 1 through 18. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. 
And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may attain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to the Lord a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come. Let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture, and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious, and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth, 
makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of a runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, he, his statutes and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our next reading is from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Jesus, son of Sirach. Chapter 43, verses 1 through 33. You might notice that some of these readings are familiar. We have read them recently. Um, those special days on the church calendar, um, if you use liturgy and uh, the liturgical season for your prayer, then you will likely become very familiar with them. The pride of the higher realms is the clear vault of the sky, as glorious to behold as the sight of the heavens. The sun, when it appears, proclaims as it rises what a, what a marvelous instrument it is, the work of the Most High. At noon it parches the land, and who can withstand its burning heat? A man tending a furnace works in burning heat, but three times as hot as the sun scorching the mountains. It breathes out fiery vapors, and its bright rays blind the eyes. Great is the Lord who made it. At his orders it hurries on its, on its course. It is the moon that marks the changing seasons, governing the times, their everlasting sign. From the moon comes the sign for festal days a light that wanes when it completes its course. The new moon, as its name suggests, renews itself. How marvelous it is in this change, a beacon to the hosts on high, shining in the vault of the heavens. The glory of the stars is the, the glory of the stars, is the beauty of heaven, a glittering array in the heights of the Lord. On the orders of the Holy One they stand in their appointed places, they never relax in their watches. Look at the rainbow and praise him who made it. It is exceedingly beautiful in its brightness. It encircles the sky with its glorious arc. The hands of the Most High have stretched it out. By his command he sends the driving snow and speeds the lightnings of his judgment. Therefore the storehouses are opened and the clouds fly out like birds. In his majesty... He gives the clouds their strength, and the hailstones are broken in pieces. The voice of his thunder rebukes the earth. When he appears, the mountains shake. At his will, the south wind blows. So do the storm from the north and the whirlwind. 
He scatters the snow like birds flying down, and its descent is like locusts alighting. The eye is dazzled by the beauty of its whiteness, and the mind is amazed as it falls. He pours frost over the earth like salt, and icicles form like pointed thorns. The cold north wind blows, and ice freezes on the water. It settles on every pool of water, and the water puts it on like a breastplate. He consumes the mountains and burns up the wilderness, and withers the tender grass like fire. A mist quickly heals all things. The falling dew gives refreshment from the heat. By his plan, he stilled the deep and planted islands in it. Those who sail the sea tell of its dangers, and we marvel at what we hear. In it are strange and marvelous creatures, all kinds of living things, and huge sea monsters. Because of him, each of his messengers succeeds, and by his word, all things hold together. We could say more, but could never say enough. Let the final word be, he is the all. Where can we find the strength to praise him? For he is greater than all his works. Awesome is the Lord, and very great, and marvelous is his power. Glorify the Lord and exalt him as much as you can, for he surpasses even that. When you exalt him, summon all your strength, and do not grow weary, for you cannot praise him enough. Who has seen him and and can describe him, or who can extol him as he is? Many things greater than these lie hidden, for I have seen but few of his works. For the Lord has made all things, and to the godly he has given wisdom. Praise to the, oh, hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle E, a song of Jerusalem, our mother. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all who, all you who love her. Rejoice, rejoice with her, all you who mourn over her, that you may drink deeply with delight from her comforting breast. For thus says our God, I will extend peace to her like a river, the wealth of nations like an overflowing stream. You shall nurse and be carried on her arm, and you shall nestle in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. You shall flourish like the grass of the fields. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, When he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? 
He who descended is the same one who ascended far above the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts that he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 21 We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and the seraphim sing in endless praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all worship, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you took our flesh to set us free, you humbly chose the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people. Bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of the Lord according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, to all who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, 
the glory is of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let us say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Help us, O God, our Savior. Deliver us and forgive us our sins. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations and your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your poor. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. So shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Unfortunately, I am running late for work today. So I don't have a whole lot of time on the readings today. I would just like to say that these are examples um, of many places in the Bible where it speaks to an appropriate prioritization and focus of our trust and faith. We can never be too careful to remember that people are people, they are human and fallible. And God is the only perfect, eternal, all-powerful being. And so we need to have him, as it says, as our rock, to place our complete faith and trust in God and to love others, but love them with the knowledge that they are imperfect and they are going to fail us, and love them anyway. And that's just so brave. And then I just want to take a minute from our gospel reading. Actually, I want to take a minute from our New Testament reading. This, to me, should be the church's mission statement right now in this particular season verse 15 of Ephesians 4. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. 
and then I am going to say a few specific prayers, um, particularly for those who by their name have been placed upon my heart. So I would pause me now if I were you and lift up by name those that you need to pray for. Gracious God, we come before you this day in pain and sorrow. We grieve the loss of Christopher, a precious human life. Give your grace to those who grieve, especially his fellow defenders, that they may find comfort in your presence and be strengthened by your spirit. Be with these, your families, as they mourn, and draw them together in your healing love. In the name of the one who suffered, died, and rose for us, Jesus our Savior. Amen. O blessed God, you ministered to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all through who addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own, deliver them from fear and pain, and send your Archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Merciful God, whose son Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, look with compassion on all who are bound by sorrow and pain through the death of their loved ones. Comfort them, grant from them the conviction that all things work together for good to those who love you and help them to find sure trust and confidence in your resurrection power. Through Jesus Christ, our Deliverer. Amen. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort Debbie in her suffering, lend skill to the hands of her healers, and bless the means used for her cure. Give her such confidence in the power of your grace that even when she is afraid, she may put her whole trust in you, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You'll notice that I'm using a few names in my prayers. There are a few people um, who I have on my prayer list that do not mind their first names being made public. And so that is why I have actual names today, because it's a little bit of a change for me. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your child, the anxieties that perplex him, the despair that frightens him, and his frustration at his inability to think clearly. Help him to discover your forgiveness in his memories and know your peace in his distress. Touch him, O Lord, and fill him with your light and your hope. Amen. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. 
Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear. For our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.